you're watching Fantasy Jordcast NFL Picks Week 13 2015 NFL season on the Jordcast Network. Alright, what's up guys? Welcome to Jordcast. Jason Blake here, bringing you the Week 13 NFL Picks. That's right, that's right. We are back after having missed last week. We skipped Turkey Day. We were off visiting families and doing some other unimportant things, as people might do around the holidays. Well, you know. Um, we did, however, pick the pick the picks last week as we always do. We just did it over the phone. We didn't did. didn't get a chance to broadcast it out. Um, and so over the past two weeks, um, you are up ten dollars, up ninety dollars on the eighty dollars on the year. Eighty dollars on the year. Yep. Uh, for Working those of you who have not watched this before, we should say that Blake and I um, we pick all the NFL games each week. As Cowboys and Texans fans, respectively, we are both forced to pick our teams, for better or worse. Uh, whatever team I pick, Blake is then forced to root for the opposite team, and we pick all the games in order of our confidence of how confident we are that our pick is correct. And so, uh, last week we were ten and six combined. I was four and four. Blake was six and two. Correct. So you're up twenty bucks for last week. Um, again, eighty dollars on the season. Um, yeah, you know, we, we missed a lot. There was a lot of good stuff that we didn't get to talk about while we were gone. It was like the one of three weeks where I could have been happy about my Cowboys after they had beaten <laughs> the Dolphins. There was so much hope in Cowboys Nation momentarily. Yeah. We yeah. didn't even get a full week because Romo got hurt, or because they had the Thursday night game. And then during the Thursday night game, he not only threw two pick sixes, he then got re-injured and is out for the season yet again. I'm fully depressed and just completely beside myself. Yeah, I mean it, it. It was tough. I mean, it's tough now. Um, you did have <laughs> you, you had a win there, so you, you sparked your third win. Um, we had somebody ask what we think the play of the week was. Um, for me, I think it's probably C.J. Anderson's run in overtime to beat the Patriots, the undefeated Patriots. That's probably my play of the week. How could it not be last night? Well, the, the garbage the, fire game of the week. The field goal to win the game. And in classic Browns fashion, they somehow managed to fuck it up. That is, yeah, well, that's... that's oh, true. it was but perfect play. Neither one of those teams are going anywhere. No. You have the Broncos playing an undefeated Patriots team. Um, it was pretty exciting to see uh, that that game go into overtime. And then, like I said, C.J. Anderson, who really hasn't done a whole lot this year, um, broke off a huge run to... That, that was a hell of a game. That Patriots-Broncos game was, like, actually good football, you know? It's been a while since <laughs> I feel like I've watched a football game that actually mattered and felt like it had some gravitas to it. It was some good football. There was a lot of good back and forth. Uh, it was incredible to watch. But anyways, we can dive on in. So, week 13, you are picking first. We can start with your Texans, who are on a roll. Enough depressing Cowboys talk. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, like, every week we have to pick um, Texans since I'm a Texans fan and you're a Cowboys fan, so we pick... We're forced to pick the um, Texans and Cowboys, respectively. Thanks, Chase, for messing up the, no, the view I'm there. I'm not going to touch it anymore. Uh, Don, <laughs> our podcast producer, like completely screwed us and took our stand this week, which yeah, is why we, we are like literally floating heads this week. Yeah, that, that that's accurate. I think I fixed it a little bit. No, I think you did. I think that's a lot better. You, we're not just... Everybody's know, happier now. Lips I'm, I'm happier. All right, um, so starting with my Texans, um, you know, again, forced to take the Texans over the Bills, which, I mean, I, I like it anyways. All of a sudden, it doesn't matter who's playing quarterback for y'all. Yeah, you You're know You're just going to win anyways. The defense has given us... It's been like the story of the year. Who's playing quarterback <laughs> for the Texans, and now it doesn't matter. Uh, Ryan Mallett was the... Um, He's the, the, the flying factor. You get, yeah. him, you get him out of there. He's clubhouse cancer. They're going to take Ryan care Mallett. of business. Um, defense has given up a touchdown in the past 16 quarters. 
um, which yeah. is pretty insane. Two touchdowns in the two, past four games. Yep, two touchdowns. In, in, J.J. Watt uh, was reinvigorated. J.J. Watt had the two The secondary sacks. is on fire. Um, so I do have to say, I was at the game on Sunday uh, yeah, against the that? Saints. So that was a lot uh, of fun. I haven't even talked to you about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Um, got to see Drew Brees be not effective to a... Um, who's the new guy? Is that me? Am I the new guy? <laughs> I don't know. I've been on here for a while. Um, but, you know, J.J., again, two sacks. Defense is playing out of their minds. Um, playing like the defense that we thought they could be whenever we had our preseason conversations about the divisions and who we thought might be um, preseason MVPs and things like that. Um, defense is really stepping up their game, not allowing a whole lot of scoring going on. And um, the offense is doing enough. You know, they're scoring a couple touchdowns. Um it's a, you know, 24-6 win over the Saints isn't isn't a slouch. I mean, the Saints' defense sucks, but their offense is pretty damn good and only giving up six points um, is, is really good. So I'm pretty proud of them. And uh, they've won four in a row now, um, going, in, going to play a Bills team in Buffalo, which will be difficult. I mean, Buffalo has a pretty good defense. But, um, again, we're going to rely on that defense to, uh, to help our way, too. Um, and then next week we go into, or actually the Patriots come into Houston, so that'll be a pretty good one. That game actually just got switched to Sunday Night Football. I saw that. They yeah, flexed it. They did. So it was originally a noon game, and they flexed it to Sunday Night Football because the Texans were yeah, going to play Yeah, for the Pats. they got to play another Sunday Night game. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, we had somebody asking game. about Pats injuries. We're going to get to their game in just one moment, so stick um, with us. Anyways, Texans over Bills. Um, battle of defenses here. I think it's going to be pretty low scoring. Yeah, it ought to be. Um, you know, you gotta like their chances going into, I don't know, it could be a snowy game up there in upstate New York. Um, yeah. So that could be a factor. Always gotta watch the weather this time of year when you're going into Buffalo. Yep. Uh, definitely a tough Buffalo team. I think they played tough against the Chiefs. Definitely could have won that game. That was kind of an either-or game. Some questionable referee calls at the end of the game. Yep. As much as I don't like Rex Ryan, uh, I think they kind of hosed him there on a couple of those yardage spots late in the game. And we actually we just had a viewer mention something about um, how bad the refs have been in the NFL really, this year. Really, really bad. You and think the replacement refs are back, right? Especially the Cards 49ers game. I think that was the epitome of bad refs um, this past week, this most recent week. So... Um, Fun story. I don't know if you've heard yet, but that they're actually demoting the referees now. So I saw that. Yeah, they, that team, that those that ref crew that refed that Cards Niners game now got demoted from originally refing in a primetime game to now they're going to ref the um, so the Eagles pa- Patriots right, game so at three thirty. Yep. And the Patriots game was another game that was very poorly officiated. I mean, obviously, I'm not a you know, a Broncos or a Patriots fan and just being a bystander, it just seemed like every call was going against the Patriots. It was kind of shocking to see. Uh, I don't know. It was, it's just been bad. So anyways, hopefully that'll improve going forward. Yeah, I mean, really, the NFL's going to have to figure out what they're going to do because right now their solution to it is, okay, well, it's still going to be bad, but we're not going to allow it to be bad on prime time. Right. Um, so we'll just move them around. We'll demote them. We'll, and basically they're ranking them A, B, and C ref categories at this point. Um, so they demoted that uh, 49ers Cardinals crew. Yeah, it's just kind of weird. Like you don't category. really want to admit that any of your refs are worse than others. So right, I mean it's it's kind of wild. They're gonna have to do something, um, something to the point where they're either gonna have to bring in more refs um, for next season, probably. But uh, I would imagine that nothing's gonna happen mid season. Um, the referee 
union would go in an uproar if they started benching refs and brought in outside refs, outside counsel. The union would go bad, and then you'd have a strike on your hands again. You'd have replacement refs, which we all know how that went. Yeah. Um, so I don't think anything's going to be changed other than you're not going to see them on prime time anymore. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe it's time to bring in some new guys, like you were saying. I think the NBA has been trending that way this year. Yep. There's kind of been an old guard in the NBA. All these guys have been around forever. And, uh, you know, more and more if you're an NBA fan, you've been noticing some new guys, new names pop up, a lot more female referees, which I yeah. think is good. Um, so maybe that's something the NFL will look into to try to bring in some new new blood. I mean, it's, it's the NFL. There has to be some people out there who are intelligent enough to referee a game and want to be on the field watching the game live, you know? I think those guys get paid pretty well, so... Yeah, and there's been a lot of talk about it in the media too. It's just okay. Was the real was the rule book? I mean, the 85 page rule book. Let's just rip it up and start all over. Um, and I mean, really, I think that it's a mixture of that. Okay, the the rule book's getting a little bit diluted with the meat and potatoes of what the sport's supposed sure. to be about. But then I also think that referees now are getting so reliable, or they are so reliant. What am I What am I trying to say here? They are relying dependent. so much on. Yes, they are dependent on. Um, instant replay so much right and the 1500 camera angles that they get and yeah. the pylon camera and this camera that camera like have a couple cameras out on the field video in the game you don't need the freaking flying camera that's gonna give you the huddle <laughs> and the it's like fuck that shit i mean yeah. it's you know ridiculous the thing that bothers um, me is you're listening to these commentators they're guys who played in the league for several years or they've been in and around the league their whole lives and even they don't really know what the fuck's going on. You know, there's yeah. like all these catch rules, and yeah. there was a play where they brought in, uh, it was during the Seahawks game, Cam Chancellor catches the ball as they're going out of bounds, and it was kind of like the fail Mary where they both have control of the ball, they're both controlling it going out of bounds, and they bring in this referee, it's the popular thing, oh, we're going to bring in our expert, yeah. who's always wrong, by the way. Right. Anytime they bring in one of those experts, Mike Pereira, it's like, yeah, it's always yeah. contrary to whatever they're saying on the field. Yep. And so it just kind of throws you for a loop. It's like, all right, this guy used to be a referee in the NFL. Were he to be refereeing in that game, he would have called it an incomplete pass. Right. But instead, they called an interception on the field. It effectively ended the game. It ended the Steelers' chances of making a comeback in that game late against the the Seahawks. Yep. You know, it's just like in pivotal, pivotal moments. Yep. I don't know. Anyways, we can move on from referee. Yeah. I don't know I mean, that there's we, a good we answer. Go down, we could go down... Rabbit hole, referees and injuries have both been really bad this year, if yeah. you're thinking big picture, but whether the product is diminished, I don't know. I mean, I think NFL, the ratings are higher than ever. There's more people like us sitting around talking about it every week, so yeah. uh, I'm not sure that they're really that obligated to do anything when they're still doing so well. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're probably right. Um, I mean, they've, they've, they've definitely, they have definitely acknowledged the referee problem, though, so I think they will do something in the offseason. It's just nothing's going to happen before that. Nope. So back to the picks. Back to the picks. My Cowboys are going into Washington to play the Skins. Uh, the first, the first place in the NFC East. First, skins, first place, by the way. God Almighty. We shouldn't talk too much about this game. I mean, I think people have been, when you, people when have been surprised it. with the Redskins. We pick against them almost every week. Oh yeah. And you know they're, they've got a share. They're they're tied with the Giants record wise, and they have the tiebreakers yep. to uh, be beating them. So. Uh, whatever, right? I, I don't, as much as I want to try to pretend to be a Cowboys homer and think that we have a chance in this game, and maybe we do, maybe Matt Castle pulls at least one game out of his ass, uh, you know, it's just, it's bleak, I don't like thinking about the Cowboys, I'd rather think about good teams, neither of these teams are good, <laughs> uh, even if the Skins do make the playoffs somehow, they will probably lose, so we'll move on from there. My next pick after that, 
Um, I had the Pats at home over the Eagles. Um, you know, we were talking about it a little bit earlier. Uh, really tough game uh, for the Patriots going into Denver. Um, snowy game. They were leading for most of it. The whole time I was watching it thinking, like, how are the Patriots going to lose this game? Um, Brock Osweiler looked really good. We can talk about him more when we get to your Broncos pick. But, um, you know, I, I just think they're going to be pissed off after having lost. The Eagles are an abomination. They yeah. can't beat anybody. Uh, Chip Kelly's been in and out of rumors. You know, I think he was rumored for that USC job before they ultimately promoted their interim head coach. Um, even though the Patriots are very injured, one of our viewers was mentioning earlier they're having injuries. a ton of problems yeah. with injuries. Uh, their offensive line has been banged up. All their skill position guys... Gronk is questionable for this game with a knee injury. Thankfully, he didn't tear anything. That injury looked pretty bad when you were watching it real time. Uh, I was sitting there with my roommate watching it, just like, well, there goes the Patriots season. Yeah. See you later if Gronk's ACL's torn. Like, they can't afford to lose another guy, especially after having lost Edelman and Deion Lewis and yeah. Amendola's been hurt. And, um, you know, Tom Brady and the Patriots, they're notorious for always finding next man up, next man up. But um, if they lost Gronk or if he's out for any extended period of time, it's going to be tough. So Yeah, and um, someone's asking for the Cardinals. We're going to use that pick right after this one, so just give us a few seconds here. Um, but, I mean, again, the Patriots, I mean, the Eagles are really bad. Um, really they, bad. They, they, they've proven that over the past few weeks. Really, really I think, bad. I think it's pretty safe to say that uh, Foxborough is going to come away happy with that one. Yeah, somebody was asking and me before the, Thanksgiving whether or not to pick. You know, it's like it was a terrible game, Lions, Eagles. And I was like, just don't ever pick Mark Sanchez. Yeah. When in doubt, probably, just don't do it. Just don't good, do it. Yeah. Um, so, we'll go to, I mean, um, you want to get to your cards pick? Yeah, we're asking about the cards. So, um, I picked the cards over the Rams this week. Um, they are 9-2. and two. The Rams have looked... Uh, less than stellar with it collapsed with Case Keenum behind the helm. I really desperately wanted the Rams to be good this year. Yeah, you were riding the bandwagon for a while. And I mean, were, you know, their I, defense was playing well for a little bit, but their defense has faltered. And um, Todd Gurley had like four weeks there. Yeah, where he looked yeah, like he yeah. was going to be the next the rushing champion, the next big thing. You know. Yep, you're right. Um, I think they just caught onto their game and. Nick Foles couldn't throw the ball, so they benched him. Yeah, and poor Nick Foles is really out Now, good. Case Keenum, um, former Texan and former Houston Knight, so um, I feel you there. But, you know, he's not getting the job done. They look, they just, they look really bad. He doesn't have a whole lot of weapons on the offensive side other than Todd Gurley. Um, I blame Jeff Fisher. I think and, Jeff Fisher's terrible. And, again, you know, I, I think that um, the Cardinals are a really good team. Um, Carson Palmer's spreading the ball well. Um, they have some receiving weapons. Um, Chris Johnson's out, though. Yeah, he, like, fractured his forearm. Yep, Chris Johnson's out. He has, I mean, he's had about 875 yards or something, rushing yards for them. He was the fourth leading rusher in the league this season. He was having a great season. I mean, he looked pretty revitalized. Yep, so that'll hurt um, them not having him, but, I mean... They They have two very good backups, so So, Ellington is always hurt, but when he's healthy, which is rare, he's one of the better running backs in the league, and then they've got another guy, uh... I can't remember his Davis? name. He's a rookie, though. David Johnson remember. or something along those lines. Um, anyways, he's very good. He's yeah. very talented. He's kind of shown signs of life. Yeah. He's very explosive out of the backfield is what I'm looking for. No, I mean, I think that you have some David Johnson. David hey, Johnson. You no. right. There you go. Um, but, I mean, again, so Cardinals team looks good. I, I think that they're going to walk out of St. Louis pretty easily there. Yeah, I think, I think um, the St. Louis just needs to go and pack up their shit. Them and the Chargers just go to L.A., 
Fire Jeff Fisher. He's fucking awful. Yeah. I don't know how that guy keeps a job. Well, we mentioned a couple weeks ago that the Cardinals' defense is a very it's – a, it's a great scoring defense – um, and that they that defense ends up scoring. This Cardinals team is fantastic. Or yeah, or they put their puts their offense in great scoring possibilities with their field position. I mean, I think like one A, one B, them and the Panthers. Those are my picks to go to the Super Bowl. I think those are the most in well-rounded the teams huh? in the league. I think they're the best teams in the NFC by a long shot. Everybody always wants to talk about the Packers. The Packers aren't good. Listen, like they've lost to the Bears and the Lions at home. Yeah. I'm tired of this bullshit, you know? Like Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback, but it's not a very well-rounded team. Eddie Lacy is about as heavy as you and I combined. He doesn't look like a professional <laughs> running back. The guy just spends all of his time eating Krispy Kreme donuts or some shit. And uh yeah, I'm just tired of the Packers talk. Um yeah, I mean, I mean I agree with you. Um but again, so what do we feel about Colin Kaepernick? Um, why are we still talking about this guy? Yeah, like, I don't know. I he, he's out for the season. He's not playing. He's not. Uh, I, I think like, Colin Kaepernick is a testament to how much coaching matters, and that's why I think Jeff Fisher should get fired too. It's like this is a good Rams team. There's a lot of talent on the field. They have a great defense. They have one of the better running backs in the league, and because of poor game plan and poor execution, they're just not a good football team. And I think that's the same thing that happened to Colin Kaepernick. You see how much Jeff yeah. or the Harbaugh mattered. You fired Harbaugh. Just look at the Niners' record since the owner has taken over. When they had Harbaugh, when they haven't, they've been a terrible team without yeah. Harbaugh. When they had him, they went to three state and if you know NFC championships. Yep. They went to the Super Bowl. He turned Colin Kaepernick into a Pro Bowler. He's not good. He's he's atypical. I think he just happened to be in line with a very good coach, who was running a unique offense, doing some things game plan wise. That was really playing to his strengths, and uh, he really got exposed the past two years whenever Harbaugh wasn't around. Yeah, I mean, I agree, and I, th- I think Colin Kaepernick... Or later in the season when Harbaugh had checked out last year, I should say. Right. I agree. I, I think um, Colin Kaepernick has a better chance playing a game for the San Francisco Giants than he does playing another game for the San Francisco 49ers. Um, he's just it, it's it's a done deal. He might be a backup quarterback for the rest of his career, as far yeah. as I'm concerned, Yeah. unless somebody really... You know, goes back and has um, is able to develop in the way that Harbaugh was. I mean, I went on a tirade about it at the end of last season and early this year. It's just like when you have a good coach, I don't care how much you don't like him, just don't fire Jim Harbaugh. Right. He was a great coach. Learn to get along. Yeah, he's, he's just he's winning the games. It's he's so hard. Tickets. It's so hard to find a good coach. All oh, there's so many teams that struggle to do it. Right. Absolutely. Um, so you want to go to your Panthers pick next? Yeah, let's do that. I mean, we already talked a little bit about it. I kind of said Panthers, Cardinals, I think, are the two best teams in the NFC. Um, still holding with that. The Panthers are going into the Superdome, play against in-division rival the Saints. Uh, the Saints have been tough to gauge this year, but um, mostly they just haven't been very good, right? Like, there's been signs of life. There was the big Drew Brees game where they, them and the Giants both scored, like, 90,000 points. Um, and we've talked about it. I think when you can't figure a team out, when they're good one week and bad the next, it normally just means they're not very good. If you can't be consistent, you can't string wins together. Um, it's usually just because you're not a good football team. That's how I feel about the Saints. Their defense is terrible. They fired their defensive coordinator. Um, and the Panthers, I think, you know, if they move on, go ahead and stay undefeated, go to 12-0. I don't think they'll have any problem with the Saints team. Their defense is just too good. Their offense somehow keeps finding ways to score touchdowns. Yeah. Cam Newton's dabbing on everybody. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think it's a pretty safe pick. Um, the Saints just got blown out by the Texans last week on Sunday. 
and that was not near the team that yeah. the Panthers are. I mean, the one thing um, that the Saints had going for them was their offense, and, you know, the Texans defense is playing that well, yeah. but they couldn't do anything. But, I mean, the Panthers have a great defense as well. The Saints still aren't going to be oh, able yeah. to do a whole lot. Yeah, um, Panthers defense is every bit as good as the Texans. And the Saints defense sucks. I mean, Cam's. I expect Cam to have his way with the, that defense. They're not any better without Rob Ryan. They were awful with Rob Ryan, so I don't really know that. Any type of Ryan matters on the Saints team right now. Nope. Um, so I'll go to my next pick. Um, we're going to go with the Broncos over the Chargers. Somebody mentioned the Chargers earlier. Is Philip Rivers too good for them? So I'll go over. I'll touch on that. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes he is. So yes, he is to answer your question. Read Philip Rivers. Um, but so I'm picking the Broncos over the Chargers. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. The Chargers have just, like, they've, they've lost all hope. I mean, I know that they just picked up a recent win, but... Um, they have they're at home, so like that, if you want to have a saving grace for them, maybe that's it. But they have no home field advantage. Their stadium sucks. They don't have any fan support. They're pretty much gonna they're you know three quarters of the way out of San Diego at this point. Philip Rivers is the only person in that city who cares about what the San Diego Chargers do because he knows that his reputation is based on it. And um, the Broncos just look really good. And uh, you know the, the Broncos just beat an undefeated Patriots team. In a primetime game, um, I don't really have a whole lot more to say. Brock Osweiler looks good. We we referenced it earlier. Keep playing him. Um, don't put in Peyton even if he gets healthy, in my opinion. Like, well, keep seeing what this guy has. I kept for you waiting for Brock to do something stupid. He's the future. He, you know, he just looked really competent against the Patriots in that game. He kept <clears> making some big throws and big in big positions in the game. Uh, one of the viewers was asking whether or not we pick against the spread. We we just do these games straight up and down. Although we do usually mention the spread from time to time and try to you know Blake and I are big sports gamblers, so right. uh, we will talk. <laughs> Cowboys do suck. Thanks uh, for watching. That's a very random thing to bring up. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really appreciate that, frankly. He said he had to go, but he had to uh, throw okay. in the last Cowboys suck. Well, thanks for watching. <laughs> um, and I think the Broncos are favored in this game going into San Diego. I think they're three point favorite, four point favorite, something like that. Um, I would take the Broncos laying the points. Yeah, yeah, they're a four-point favorite. Take the Broncos laying 14 points. I don't care. They're going to beat the Chargers in this game. They're going to beat them by quite a bit. Um, very safe pick. Yeah. I, I think the more interesting thing is what you mentioned, is whether or not they even play Peyton Manning again this year because of how good Brock has looked. I know it's only been two weeks, and people tend to overreact in sports, but... Well, um, you know, and if I mean, if they played Jacksonville and Tennessee, who those teams are t- playing each other this week, but if I mean, if they played a couple teams like that and Brock came out with some wins, like okay, yeah, maybe you give Peyton a nod, but they just beat an undefeated Patriots yeah, team, and he's got this Liz Frank thing. It's, really it's not like that gets better. Like no. that's a really serious injury yep. for old ladies. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't think it's going to get a whole lot better going into the cold. Yeah, so. no, I, I agree with you. Uh, so who you got next? You got Pax. Yeah, next I have the Packers. Um, I've got them over the Lions going into Detroit. I know I was hating on the Packers earlier, saying they're not a favorite, you know, not a contender to win the NFC anymore. Um, I still feel that way. I don't think that there's much of a chance that they're going to make the Super Bowl in their current edition. Um, but I do think this is kind of a revenge game for them. They lost to the Lions in Lambeau a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, the lines have looked better lately. It seems like they finally figured out that all you need to do is just throw the fucking ball to Megatron. So you just throw it to him. He's like six foot six. He's huge. Just give him the ball. Um, he had like five, three touchdowns. Matthew Stafford had five yeah, against the Eagles. Yep. 
Uh, the Eagles' defense makes a lot of people look better yeah. and resurgent, so I wouldn't read too much into that. Uh, this Packers team is certainly much better than the Eagles. I think they'll be pissed off, especially after having lost another bad game against the Bears that they probably should have won. And, yeah, they just kind of need a win if they're going to keep up with the Vikings. So, Yeah, I mean, I think that, again, I, I think that's the great, that last thing you said is probably the, a great point. The Packers, I mean, they're almost in must-win situation here just to make the playoffs, win the division, I mean, yeah. however they're going to do it. I mean, you figure between the Vikings and the Packers, whoever doesn't win the division will probably, probably get the get wild card. But yeah, we'll probably get a wild card spot. But, I mean, you never know. And the Packers team really, I mean, they – they started off looking so strong the first four weeks of the season, but they faltered a little bit. And, um, you know, it's it, it's one of those things that's kind of eye-opening. And, okay, you do have an MVP-type quarterback. You do have an elite quarterback in the league, but if he doesn't have um, a few things around him, Jordy Nelson, a name one in particular, a healthy Randall Cobb, that it might not all be roses and um, an undefeated season for him. There's still some other things. That's why there is 22 people on the field at, the, at any given time. And... Um, their special teams hasn't looked very good. Um, Devontae Adams keeps getting targeted, uh, but he, I mean he's having a couple couple drop balls, and they're throwing him a lot of dink and duck stuff that he's not really able to get too much open space on. And then their defense is trying to keep him in games because they're just not putting up the points, and um, it's just a struggle for him. But I mean they're a good team. I mean again, like not to bash on the Packers, but are they the best in the NFC right now? It's kind of. I think it's just that. I think they're a right. good team, not a great team. This right. Year. I, I agree. They'll make the play. I, I'm pretty confident they'll make the playoffs. I'm pretty confident they'll beat the Lions at home this week. Um, but I mean, how about the Lions too? They started off, you know, not winning a game, and now they've won three in a row or something like that. So, you know, maybe they're making some type of some type of charge. Not gonna make the playoffs, but. Uh, they could stand to ruin a couple people's season, especially if they can beat the Packers twice or you know, even getting a win over the, in the Vikings late in the season. Yep. Well, you want to take a second to do some fan questions here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do we got? What kind of questions so, do we got? The first one I saw pop up was uh, quick thoughts on Mariota. We can get to him more when we talk Jags-Titans, but that's our last game, so maybe we just yeah, go so we'll, Yeah, we'll, we'll go over that. Um, I think it said, uh, is Marcus Mariota actually going to be good in the league? Uh, I think it was something along that effect. I think that's I mean, yes, right? Yeah, I mean, I think um, Guy has a really high ceiling. Um, I don't, you know, I don't think that he's going to be capped, and I think that we saw it in week one, and granted, uh, that was only one week, but they, they started up, they came out of the gate top, they were 2-0, I think, um, out of the season, and they've lost nine since then, or something like that, um, but, you know, Mariota put up 40 points, whatever it was, in three quarters against Tampa Bay, who now Tampa Bay looks to be a I mean, they're five and six. They're, they're winning some games and playing some teams tough. Um, I think that, he, yeah, there's an upside. He, what weapons does he have around him right now is what we have to look at. Yeah. And, like, name a receiver on, on Tennessee's team right now. Um, Kendall Wright's been hurt most of the year. Yeah. Um, you know, look at that. And then you have an offensive line that's in shambles. You, I mean, Delaney Walker's maybe your best receiving weapon, and he's a huge tight end. It's not like he's, you know, yeah. a big speedster that's getting off the line quick. Um, They've got a no-name guy, and what a running back. Guy. And then what, yeah, exactly. What running back Dexter McCluster and Antonio Andrews. I mean, these guys aren't great. Um, yeah, please check out the cast again. Um, we do this every Tuesdays, and we try to do it Sunday mornings before the games to do some fantasy stardom sit-em. So yeah. follow us for sure, and uh, look forward to it. Appreciate you watching. Um, I mean, my thoughts with Mariota is the same thing that we were talking about with Kaepernick earlier. Ken Wisenhunt is a terrible NFL football coach. Yeah. 
they were trying to do some things early in the year where they were making the the offense simple for him, more similar to what he was doing at Oregon. Yeah. And all these defenses in the NFL keyed up on that pretty quickly. Um, and then they knew it right away. And so all of a sudden you start to see them playing worse. Um, they're the worst team in the worst division in football or one of the worst divisions in football, so you can't like what the Titans are doing. But no. um, in his rookie year, I think you have to like what's happening. I think him and uh, Jameis Winston have both looked very solid early in their careers, and you have to think they're only going to improve. It's it's not easy to come in and play as a rookie. Yep. Um, you know, Brock, Oswe- <clears throat> Brock Osweiler is a guy that we mentioned, and Aaron Rodgers is another guy. You right. see how valuable it is for these guys to sit on the bench for a couple of years and learn from a veteran, a guy who's a legend, um, they come in and they're just a lot more NFL ready. Right. I think that's more of the model that people should start to look to rather than, hey, we're going to take a guy one or two and start plugging him in immediately because that can be really tough. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you see there's only there, there's very few, very little success whenever you do something like that, Andrew Luck being one of those guys that turned the Colts from being a 2-14 and 14 team or whatever they were to you know a playoff winning team, an AFC, AFC championship getting to team. Um, but you know it doesn't happen very often. It's more a much higher percentage of having a great quarterback in place already, having a guy behind him, sit with him, learn for a few years, and then um, really being able to take the reins over whenever they just get too old or exactly. Don't have I think that's a much better reason. strategy. Um, another question we had was defensive player of the year. So somebody was Ooh. asking about the Honey Badger. Obviously, All you're right. going to be partial to JJ Watt in this, in this conversation. Yeah, I have to be. The guy who should have won MVP, the overall league MVP last year. Okay, okay. Um, I mean, in all seriousness, do you think J.J. wins it again this year? Um, He'll obviously be a prime yeah, candidate Yeah, I mean, he's got to be He's got to be one of the front runners. Especially and, if the Texans' defense keep playing the way that they have the past couple of weeks. Yeah, and I, th- I really, I think it, really, I think some of it's contingent on if, if they make the playoffs or not. Um, the guy is tied for the league lead in sacks right now, 13 and a half sacks, I believe. Um... He bats down balls. The thing that he doesn't have this year is he doesn't have the takeaways. Um, so last year, I think he scored five or six total touchdowns. He had two or three offensive touchdowns, and then um, he had a pick six, and then one or two fumble recoveries. Right, so it was a lot flashier. So it was a lot flashier. He was scoring a lot of points. He, you know, he had this huge highlight reel. Um, and, I mean, he still has a highlight reel. It's just more of a, hey, I'm doing my job kind of highlight reel. I'm getting sacks. I'm getting to the quarterback. I'm, getting, um, I'm rushing the passer instead of less um, – you know, lining up a tight end on the goal line and catching passes and things like that, which um, really boded well for him to win that overall MVP last year. I I don't see how you don't you know he's I don't see how he's not a top three candidate. Um, we'll see how the rest of the season plays. They still have some tough teams to play. Um, like I mentioned that they they don't have the the Patriots this week, but next week we'll see how he how he fares against Tom and um, and that Patriots team because yeah, they, be they, they tend to can score some points. And then also we have the Colts later in the season, and really that game was probably going to de- de- define who wins the division and goes to the playoffs. So if he can get to Andrew Luck and contain him and get a couple sacks on uh, some primetime games, the more the national land, the more of the national landscape he gets, the better the chances are for him being MVP of the year or defensive MVP. Yeah, and so too the question from the viewer, I, I'm not an expert on uh, the Honey Badger stats this year. I know that the Cardinals' defense as a whole has been playing great, but yeah. I don't really know where he's at as far as interceptions and uh, tackles for loss and some of those things that stick out on a stat sheet. Yeah. Uh, I know that they've been playing well, but uh, yeah, I'd be lying if I said I, I had it in front of me and knew off the top of my head how well he's been playing. Yeah. I think J.J. has to be the favorite for that award. Um, I would think so. He's I mean, playing every bit as good as he did last year. Again, maybe not as flashy, but... Um, 
Yeah, I agree. And you, I mean, the, you gotta you gotta come hard if you're gonna unseat the champ. Yeah, and I mean the honey badger. Um, I mean, I've seen a little bit. I've seen some highlights of his. I again, I I'm kind of like you in that I don't watch enough Cardinal football to um, be an expert on what exactly he's doing defensively. But I really think that in order to to kind of dethrone JJ or really show him up or one up him, you're gonna have to have several pick sixes, um, maybe a big special teams play. I mean, I don't know what it is, but. Um, from a safety position, you're going to have to lead the league in turnovers. You're going to have to, um, on a national scope, national landscape, you're going to have to be a shutdown um, person and really stop a great offense. And uh, really, I mean, that's the that's the fit, that's the test that um, JJ's going to have to face too to win it again this year. All right, well, let's get back to our picks. So you had uh, the Bengals game. Yes, so I have the Bengals over the Browns. This should come to no surprise to anybody. The Browns are really bad. Uh, I think what Ooh. you said earlier is the Browns browned themselves. <laughs> um, they really did. They outbrowned themselves last they, night. They outbrowned themselves. I couldn't believe it. I mean, they're two and nine. You got the whole Johnny Manziel fiasco. Um, Josh McCown's hurt now, so he didn't even finish that game, and Johnny didn't play in it in his backup because he got demoted to third string. So um, I think Austin Davis is the guy that is now at the helm of this Browns team. So pulled that one out of my ass for you there. I watch too much football, and I don't know who the fuck that <laughs> is. So. Um, yeah, so I mean, really, you have a good Bengals team. Um, they're going to go the Cleveland into, Browns, everybody. <laughs> they're going to they're go into Cincinnati and be able to take care of business. Not, shouldn't be a big, big shocker here. Yeah, not much more to say there. I will agree with you. Um, Bengals probably take that one. Yeah, I, I think probably by double digits. So for my next pick, I had the Bears in Chicago at home over the 49ers. Um, they're getting seven points, which is surprising for a 5-6 and six team, but the Bears have looked good lately. As I mentioned, they went into Lambeau and won that game. Um, whether it's Jeremy Langford or Matt Forte in their backfield, they've been playing a lot better, getting the ball to Alshon. We talked a little bit about them last week. Yeah. Um, this Niners team just really sucks. I mean, there's there's no way in hell you're going to pick this Niners team over anybody. That's pretty much the logic in my thinking. Yeah. Carlos Hyde's been out of the lineup for them. Blaine Gabbard hasn't been much better than Kaepernick. Uh, their offense can't score. Their defense can't stop you. What do you like about this Niners team? Yeah, I mean, you don't like anything. Um... They, they did come very close to beating the Cardinals <laughs> somehow, but I think that was just a bit of a trap game. I think the Cardinals went into that game on the road, West Coast game, Maybe weren't as prepared as they should have been. Yeah, I know, you know, I think uh, you look at this Niners game and you really hope that the um, the refs take sympathy on you again, <laughs> or have some sympathy on you. Um, I don't know. Yeah, the 49ers just flat out bad. Um, the Bears have actually been playing some better football ever since Jay Cutler came back from his injury. They are actually looking pretty darn good, um, and unfortunately, they're just in a stacked division where they don't really have a shot in the playoffs uh, or at a. I mean, they'd have to pretty much win, win out. out. Yeah. Um, the Vikings and Packers in that division are just too tough. Um, but they're winning some tough games. They're playing some teams so tight. And, um, again, like you said, the 49ers, there's really not a whole – there's not really a point of watching this 49ers team anymore. They're just bad. Um, yeah, I mean, they just have issues sale. at literally every part of their football team and organization that need to be addressed if yep. they're ever going to be good again. Which is crazy how much things can change in just two years. You know, two years ago, the NFC, NFC championship game. I know, I hear you. So my next pick is going to be the Steelers over the Colts. Um, my much begrudged Colts. I hate those guys. <laughs> um, so the Steelers are at home. They're hanging around. Old Hasselbeck's undefeated, You know, baby. it's incredible. 
Uh, I walk out of that Texans game, and sure enough, Colts win the game. I'm like, oh my gosh! Yeah, Hasselback's four and zero with them since he's been uh, since he's been tossing the ball around I for them. The Buccaneers might have thrown you a bone last week. They didn't help you at all. No, they didn't. Not at all. It was their worst game in a while. Uh, um, however, the Steelers' offense is really good. The Colts' defense isn't very good. Um, so I'm expecting the Steelers to put up a ton of points in this game, and. I'm hoping, although the Steelers' secondary is awful, um, their front seven looks pretty good. So I'm hoping that Matt Hasselbeck really hasn't been throwing big bombs down the field. He's been throwing a lot of, like, five to ten yard routes. So I'm hoping that uh, they won't be able to expose the Steelers' deep secondary. Well, his arm might fall off if he throws it too far. The guy's 40 years old. That's, I mean, you're right. But, uh, so that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, <laughs> we had somebody asking earlier how the Steelers are going to play. You know, if they're going to be able to make it run without Le'Veon Bell. Obviously, you don't want to lose the rest, best running back in the league. But um, if you watch D'Angelo Williams, he's fucking good. Oh, he's really good. I was well, I watched a lot of that Steelers Seahawks game for whatever reason, and he was great. I mean, he was breaking tackles. He kept them in a lot of that game. He yep. got some big first downs late in the game that helped them a lot. Um, D'Angelo Williams is just really solid. This is probably one of the better years he's had, and. It's almost beneficial for him to be in that backup role because without all the heavy hitting, you know, the big knock on him when he played for the Panthers was that he was always injured. Yeah. And, you know, he's been able to stay away from that this year. Um, and I get, like you said, the Steelers' offense just has so many weapons. So they've got three of the best wide receivers in the league. Yeah. Um, you and I were talking about it beforehand, and I think Big Ben is going to be able to play through the concussion. Yeah. That poor guy has been beat the hell this year. <laughs> yes, sir. But, um, the, the, the fun thing when you watch the Steelers is because they have all these speedy receivers, they take a bunch of shots down the field. I oh, mean, yeah. they, they air it out at least once a drive. You know, they're just going to take a shot and see if they can get a big 60, 70-yard play, maybe get pass interference. Well, and that's what, um, you know, that game this past week, it was Russell Wilson. They were saying Russell Wilson's never beaten a team. Um, and, but this is a Super Bowl champion, Russell Wilson. He's never beaten a team uh, that scored more than 24 points in a game before, which is pretty crazy until last week. Wow. Um, but that just – so it says two things. One, the Steelers' offense scored a ton of points against a pretty good Seahawks secondary. And then um, Steelers' secondary is just awful because even Russell Wilson – Yeah, five hit, touchdowns he threw. Scored – you know, was able to throw five touchdowns. And Amazing. even was without Jimmy Graham for the uh, majority of that game. Yeah, they made – Doug Baldwin looked like a pro bowler. He was insane. Doug yep. Baldwin is not a good wide receiver. No. He looked incredible in that game. Um, no, he, yeah, he did. So, what do we have next? What do we have going on right now? Next, I have the Chiefs going into Oakland over the Raiders. Oof. Um, this is a tough game to pick. I think the Chiefs are laying two points going into Oakland. Um, yep. This Chiefs team has been completely resurgent. Been using that word a little bit this week. They've won five in a row. They've won five in a row. Uh, four. They started off one three of their five. last four games. They've scored more than thirty points. Um, the fourth game they scored twenty nine. We were looking at it. Um, you know, gone are the days where Alex Smith can't throw a touchdown to a wide receiver. They're getting the ball to Jeremy, Jeremy Macklin. Macklin had like hundred and sixty yeah. yards receiving touchdown. And it doesn't seem to matter who's playing running back for them. You know, they lost Jamal Charles, and a lot of people wrote them off. Yeah, Charkandrick West came in and played some good games. They've got this guy, Ware, who came in the past two weeks and has looked really good. Yep. Um, I don't know. If, as much as I don't like picking with Andy Reid, I think he's a terrible fucking coach. He's just really not very good. 
Um, and I like this Raiders team. I think the Raiders are still a year or two away. I think they're going to be competitive, and they'll have something to say as the years go on with all their young talent on both sides of the ball. Um, I just like this Chiefs team. I think this Chiefs team, you know, very much in the hunt to win that division. If the Broncos slip up at all, um, and if not, definitely one of the better candidates for a wild card in the AFC. Yeah, and I mean, two, three, four weeks ago, I think either one of us is picking the Raiders in this game. We were all playing that bandwagon. Oh, yeah. You and I brought the vodka. We did, you know. Just brought the champagne. Popped bottles for the Raiders bandwagon. We were wearing, like, the spiky shoulder pads and the face paint. (laughs) Um, And, Chase, this is a Chiefs team that we left for dead. Like, we said, just tank the season, get the number one overall pick. They looked terrible. They were, you know, there was vultures circling over Arrowhead Field because they were just roadkill at that point. Um, (laughs) But, you know, it's really... Spots for the NFC and NFC. Um, we'll get to that right after right after we finish talking about this game. Um, but so really, I mean, this Chiefs team was just so bad, and they've won five in a row now. They started off one and five. They're now six and five, legitimately in the playoff hunt. So if you want to talk about um, the wild cards, you know that's one team that we'll probably mention in there. And I will. Uh, I'm going to throw my Texans in the lump as well, and that the Texans were a team that we left for dead. I, you know. I was still had hopes, but really we didn't think we were going to do anything. And they've won four in a row and now look to be not only in the AFC South picture, which is a bad division, but also in a potential wild card position if um, if the Colts end up taking the, the division there. So really, I mean, I, I think um, Chiefs over Jaguars, pre- I mean, Chiefs over Raiders probably a pretty good pick. I'm still going to hold on to that Raider bandwagon. They are at home. Um, the thing that the Raiders have going against them is they, their defense just isn't very good. And their offense is, but their defense isn't. And the Chiefs have been scoring, like you said, over 30 points in three of the four, past four games. So look for them to be able to take advantage of this Raiders team, especially since Jeremy Macklin's now getting the ball from Alex Smith a little bit more, too. Yeah, Travis Kelsey's a very solid tight end. Um, well, I'm glad you like my pick. I think this is going to be a competitive game. Definitely one I'd like to watch if they, if we get it in our area. But uh, uh, to answer the viewer's question... You tackle some yeah, wild card? Yeah, so we had a viewer asking... Um, who we like, NFC, AFC, wildcard spots. Um, we've talked a little bit about, about this as we've gone on, but we can go on record saying I I really like the Chiefs for a wildcard spot. I do think the Broncos will go ahead. I think they've got a little bit too big of a lead in the AFC West. Um, but I do think the Chiefs, you know, by all intents and purposes, look primed to go ahead and take one of those wildcard spots. I don't think the rest of their schedule is very difficult. Um, and as long as they're scoring as many points as they are, they're going to be tough to beat. Um and then, as you mentioned, I, you know, as much as we've been ripping on the AFC South, especially me, all year, <laughs> uh, it seems like whatever team doesn't win the division will have a very good chance of winning a wild card spot. So whether it's the Colts or the Texans, um, another team you have to look out for would be the Steelers as yeah. well. So yep. uh, the Bengals have a big lead in the AFC North. Um, doesn't look like they're going to get caught by anyone, but. Um, I just think the Steelers team is so talented, and I think they're kind of the sneaky team that nobody really wants to make the playoffs. Yeah. I think a lot of teams would be afraid to play them in a wild card round. Um, so between the Colts, Texans, and Steelers, I'll probably go with the Steelers. I think between the Colts and the Texans, one of them falls off before the end of the year. Yeah. Um, and I like that Steelers team. Yeah, I mean, you know, 
really the, the, team, the teams that you mentioned are really the only teams worth talking about. Um, you can throw Buffalo in there, I guess. If uh, yeah, maybe the Jets. Well, yeah, I mean the Jets are six and five. Buffalo's five and six, so they're kind of all right there. But I think that um, I think that division is going to take care of itself because they they still have all divisional games that they're going to beat up on each other a little bit. Um, Miami, you know, Miami, Miami, Miami's four and seven, but they can still steal a couple games or steal a game if they play Buffalo, or they can still steal a game if they play the Jets. Um, so really, I think that that division is going to kind of take care of itself, and the Patriots in, right now are going to be the only team that get out of that division going into the playoffs. Um, I think that uh, so with that, I mean, I'm going to talk about the same teams that you did. Um, you like the Chiefs, so I mean, basically, you said Chiefs, Steelers, Texans, Colts. Um, one of the Texans Colts is guaranteed to get in. I, man, I, I agree with you on the Steelers. I think that that offense is just too good not to get in. You get Ben Roethlisberger healthy. He's going to start putting up a whole a ton of points. D'Angelo Williams can still score some points. Um, their defense is going to be what's tough with them. And the good thing about them is they still have two games that are almost sure wins with Baltimore and Cleveland still to come up that they still have to play both of those teams. Um, so, I mean, you're looking at they're at least going to have eight or nine wins, especially I picked the Steelers to beat the Colts this week. So if that happens, they're you know, they're going to have nine wins. And um, really nine and seven, ten and six for sure is going to get you a playoff spot in this AFC, in this AFC division. Um, so I'm going to say the Steelers are going to take a spot. And then I'm going to say that, um, oh, man, this is tough. I'm going to say that the Texans and the Colts both get in. Okay. I'm going to say that the two teams from the AFC South get in. All right. Um, the reason being is because both of those teams still have games with Jacksonville and Tennessee, and they're just really bad. Ooh, um, God, they're bad. And yeah, the Chiefs still have to play the Broncos um, another time. This Raiders team um, is no, you know, it's not a gimme. Sure. But um, really, I think that the they just have a little bit tougher schedule than the um, Texans and Colts do moving forward, especially with their in-division games. What about on the NFC side? Do you like wild card-wise? NFC side, uh, well, I think the Cardinals are going to get in. Um, really, I think that um, one of the NFC North teams is—I mean, sorry—one of the NFC, yeah, that's what right. NFC North teams is guaranteed to get it, get a wild spot, yeah. wild card spot, whether it's the Packers or the Vikings. Um, I think that the Vikings will actually win that division. I think the Packers get in on a wild card, which is kind of weird to say given the um, state of you know preseason. Um, but I think the Vikings are just that good. Um, Adrian Peterson's having a, you know, great season again, MVP-like season. Oh, yeah. Rushing record. Um, he's going to be top rusher, or he is the top rusher in the NFL right now. Oh, yeah. Um, so, really, I mean, now we're looking at who's the other team that's going to come out of the NFC. And, you know, it's not going to be any of the other teams in that NFC North. Um, no teams in the NFC East. That division is awful. Definitely not. Um, I don't think it's going to be anybody in the NFC South um, because I think that the Falcons have proven that they are shit at this point. So you like the Seahawks? So I think that it's going to come out of the NFC West. And, yeah, I mean, I, I think you have to thank Seahawks here. Um, Cardinal Seahawks make the playoffs, and that's what I'm going with. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, definitely I think... Take your pick between the Vikings and the Packers. I'm like you. I like the Vikings better than the Packers at this point. I think Zimmern's a better coach than McCarthy is. I think the Packers just, for whatever reason, can't seem to string wins together, which is what you need to do if you want to be an effective team in this league. Um, 
Yeah, and as much as we've kind of been, especially me, I've been down on the Seahawks this year. I think their offensive line I mean, sucks. Too. Yeah, I think I their secondary is not as good anymore. They seem like they've just got all kinds of internal problems. Yep. Marshawn's been in and out of the lineup. Even though this Rawls kid who's come in and back up with him has been great. Um, yeah, I, I think you have to probably go with the Seahawks, right? Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't, you're not going to get anybody out of the NFC North, I wouldn't think. Um, or anybody else out of the NFC North other than the Packers and the Vikings. Well, of course, yeah, the Ravens and the Browns are so bad. Yeah. Um, the NFC uh, East I'm, I'm is, in the wrong division. Yeah, you are. <laughs> That's AFC. Yeah, unless um, the Bears make a kind of a run here. The, the Bears aren't going to make a run. They still have to play both of those teams again. Um, the NFC East is so bad. Like, really, so definitely not the NFC East. There shouldn't be a team coming out of that at I mean, all. The only other team that you're looking at is if the Falcons can straighten their shit out. Yeah, and I you know, really don't think... I mean, the Bucks could go on a run and win four straight. But yeah, probably not. Probably not. That's why I think. I mean, I think the Seahawks get it by default. All right, well, we'll move back on to the picks. Who you got next? Um, all right, so my next pick. I'm going to Thanks for tuning in. I'm going to go with the Dolphins over the Ravens in a uh, battle of the four and sevens. No. <laughs> and um, really this pick's just, I mean, the Ravens are so bad. Um, they should have even lost last night. Um, Matt Schaub throwing pick sixes. Yes. All his Houston Texans days. Uh, that game was disgusting last um, night. I couldn't the, even watch it. The Dolphins are going to figure it out. They've, you know, the Dolphins have had some good moments, have had some bright moments this season. Um, they're at home. They have more offensive weapons. They're a little bit less banged up than the Ravens are. Um, that's the reasoning behind it. I don't really have a whole lot more to go there. Nah. Not much to talk about there. Two pretty bad teams, neither of which are looking to make the playoffs. Who you got? Um, so, for my next pick, I had the Giants at home over the Jets. The battle in New York City. Uh, I think the Jets are actually laying two points in this game. Um, Fitzpatrick has yet to fall apart. I've been predicting a Fitzpatrick <laughs> meltdown the entire season, and he's actually looked pretty good. Uh, him to Eric Decker has been very good all year. Chris Ivory is having one of his better seasons. Brandon Marshall's looked good. Yeah, he had two touchdowns last week. Um... I just like this Giants team. I mean, they they consistently underperformed in the games that they lose. They, it seems like they should have won pretty much every game that they've lost. Um, Except for this week. Odell's been flying around out there, still making all kinds of crazy, you know, inhuman catches. Yep. Um, I just I think they need to win here. I think they need to assert themselves, even though it's pretty much a home game for both teams. Um, I just I feel like this is going to be one of those games where Eli puts up a bunch of points. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. Um, the Jets, the Jets' defense has kind of been hot and cold. Um, Jekyll and Hyde, I think, is the term that we've used most of the season. And um, if their defense shows up and can expose Eli, like Eli definitely has some bad games every now and again. Um, but then he has some pretty good ones. So I think really this game for me is going to be a coin flip. Um, the Giants are at home. Um, I'm going to say I kind of like my chances with the Jets here. Yeah, I mean, you know, similar to my last pick with Chiefs Raiders, I think pretty evenly matched game, but you got to pick somebody, right? Yeah, that's right. All right, um, I alluded to this one a little bit earlier, but this is my last pick that we're going to talk about tonight. Um, I'm going with the Vikings at home over the Seahawks. Uh, the Vikings are atop the NFC North over the Packers now. They have a game lead. Uh, the Vikings are at home, um, so if this was in Seattle, it might be a little bit different story, but. Um, 
this the line on this game is even right now, which is yeah, interesting. Speaking of evenly matched games, this yeah, one. Th- this line's even, which is interesting because the Vikings are eight Calling and three. Calling it a pick them there in Vegas. They are. The Vikings are eight and three. The Seahawks are six and five, um, and the Vikings are home. Normally, you're going to have uh, like an eight or nine point spread on a game like that, but it is the Seahawks that have underperformed this year. People are saying that the Vikings have overperformed this year. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater's playing consistent. He's not having to throw for four touchdowns a game because you have a running back by the name of Adrian Peterson all day um, that leads the league in rushing, like I alluded to earlier. And then you have a pretty darn good defense that's holding teams, uh, you know, under, I don't know, 20 points pretty regularly. Yeah. And I think uh, anytime you can do that, you have a, you vote a pretty good chance to win here. Yeah. I mean, you've been trying to sell me the Vikings all year. The one time I picked them, they lost to the Packers. But <laughs> other than that, they've looked great. And like you said, AP, MVP candidate. Probably won't win it because it's not a great PR move for the league, but he'll definitely yeah. have the most rushing yards. Yeah, you're right. Primarily because most of the running backs in the league can't stay healthy this year. Yep. A lot of injuries running back-wise. Um, but, you know, I think pretty solid pick there. Should be a really good game. Definitely one that you'll want to watch if you can pick it up. Um... So I saw something. Do you think Witten, with Witten out will hurt the Seahawks? Uh, probably maybe talking Jimmy, Jimmy Graham. Graham. Yeah, um, probably Dallas fan there saying that. <laughs> um, yeah. Jason I mean, Witten never stops playing football. He's <laughs> um, like the Tim Duncan of the NFL. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I think it doesn't help him at all. Like Jimmy Graham's just such an athlete, and he's um, they started using him a little bit more in the red zone. But they really, Jimmy Graham's been so underutilized in that offense this year by trying to use him as more of a blocker instead of a pass catcher that I think it will hurt a little bit, but I don't think it's going to be a huge fall off. Um, Luke Wilson, who's their other tight end that they'll use, um, actually I think has seen more targets this year than Jimmy Graham has. So I really, I, mean, there, I think there might, it hurts him a little bit anytime you have a starting player on your team, it hurts a little bit. But I don't think the drop off's going to be that much. As um, compared to, say, Jimmy Graham of the Saints getting hurt would devastate the team. I don't think it's that painful for the Seahawks this, this yeah, time Yeah, I was listening to something earlier, and surprisingly, Jimmy Graham was like sixth in the league for tight end yardage. Um, so I was with you thinking he had been kind of underutilized, but I was surprised to see that he was yeah. almost in the top five as far as you know catching tight ends in the league. Uh, again, doesn't help. They had used him some in the red zone. You know, whether or not it's going to make or break their season, probably not. I think the Seahawks have bigger issues than whether or not Jimmy Graham's on the field. I agree. Um, So, for my last final pick, I have the Falcons Mm -hmm. over the Buccaneers going into Tampa Bay. Uh, The Falcons have got to get it right at some point, Blake. You're going to keep picking them. They came out of the gate hot. They started off 6-0. And they've lost five in a row. I love the coach. I thought they were so great. <laughs> you were on the damn quick. You had already penciled him in for Coach of the Year. I had, yeah. Like, I had it all on my mind. Like, that's why the Seahawks defense sucks this year. Without Dan the, Quinn, they've fallen apart. Third of the way through the season, you already had Coach of the Year penciled in. God, that's what happens when you overreact to the early part of the year. <laughs> but, you know, I was reading some articles that Matt Ryan is just obsessed with the idea that he's got to get out of this slump. Maybe that's a bad thing. Maybe he's already too far in his head about it. Yeah. It's not that I'm hard, dude. Just throw it to Julio Jones. He's one of the best receivers in the league. I think Devontae Freeman should be back this week. He is. Who will be? Uh, the Bucks have been hit and miss. They've been pretty good some weeks, not so great in others. Uh, Jameis Winston is, I think, for the most part, impressed people. Been better than a lot of people would have thought. He had that five touchdown week, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. A lot of rookies that don't do that. <laughs> um, 
again, should be a pretty good game, but I think the Falcons, you know, it's an in-division game. I think they really need this one. Hopefully they'll get their heads out of their asses and finally play some football the way that they were at the beginning of the year. Yeah, just I mean, go, we'll just throw the tape out from the past couple of weeks. <laughs> go watch one of those wins and remember what it used to be like when you were a team that was contending for the uh, for the NFC. Yeah, I mean, this I I think this game is kind of a coin flip. Um, it's in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has been. I mean, momentum is in Tampa Bay's favor right now. Obviously, with the Falcons losing so many games in a row, um, but Atlanta just you know. If we would have said at the beginning of the year the shining star of this Atlanta Falcons team is going to be their running back, um, you would have thought that we were high on crack and you would never watch our podcast because you would think we're a bunch of idiots. But really, I mean, that's what it's come down to. And not even just Devontae Freeman, but Tevin Coleman had a great or had a pretty good game last year or yeah. last week, having over a hundred yard uh, backup running back. Exactly, um, Tevin Coleman had over a hundred yards last week. Um, Devontae Freeman really proved himself kind of your uh, hard knock star from a couple years ago yeah, yeah. is really rising to the occasion and had a couple 200 yard games not just 100 yard games um, and really I mean but whenever you're so focused in on that um, I think that uh, that leaves an Achilles heel and this Buccaneers team has been playing some better football and I hate I've I've been dogging the Buccaneers I'm not a Jameis Winston fan I've gone on record and say I don't think Jameis Winston will have a great career in the league um, he's done a little bit more than what I thought he would this year, but um, again, I think it's a coin flip. I, I I like my, I think my chances are all right with uh, Tampa Bay at home this week. All right. Well, you want to get to the garbage fire game of the week? Garbage fire game of the week. Um, we talked about this a little bit earlier whenever we talked about Marcus Mariota. Sure, yeah. Um, but the garbage fire game of the week is going to be the Jags and Titans. Um, every week, Chase and I deem what we call the garbage fire game of the week. Garbage! Um, basically, it means... It's like a third world trash fire. You just don't a, want to get close to it. It's a third world trash fire. The it's, flames are toxic. It's a game that you have no business watching, you shouldn't have any interest in. I don't even know why we talk about it, but we have to we because won't. they're two of the 32 teams in the NFL. Um, I have ja- I have Jacksonville over Tennessee this week. Jacksonville's 4-7, and seven. Tennessee's 2-9. and nine. Um, is Blake Bortles an above-average quarterback in the league? Blake Bortles is an above-average quarterback in the league. Uh, I was kind of have said that. Yeah, you know, he, he looks pretty good, and they have great offensive weapons. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna question your shittiest division because you have two teams over 500 now. Shittiest division is now the NFC East. Um, oh yeah. You don't even have a team that is at 500 or oh, yeah. better. They're bad. Um, Real bad. AFC South at least has two teams over 500 now. Cowboys are coming back, man. This is just what we needed. Yeah. Okay. Matt Castle is ready now. <laughs> oh yeah, he's gotten a lot of experience the past few weeks. According All to right. You want to get out of here? Yeah, we need to get out of here. I uh, hate to end it on the garbage fire game of the week, but um, that's how we'll do that. Uh, unless we have any more questions from our viewers, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and sign off. Thank you guys very much for watching. As always. Please follow us on Periscope, Twitter, at Chodcast. Uh, we also put all these up on SoundCloud, so if you like our stuff, please listen to us there. Yep. Uh, we put them up every week. We'll put the video on Facebook, so feel free to watch us after. Yes. Um, Other than that, thank you guys very much for watching, asking questions. We'd appreciate it. We love you. All right, guys. Have a good night. Adios. Adios.